You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. And we're just going to jump right in today (laughs) on Do That Well. We're going to talk about stress, a fun word and a fun topic. (laughs) Yes, we all love talking about it. It's like chocolate cake. (laughs) (laughs) Stress and chocolate cake, they go hand in hand, really. They actually do. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Now, the backstory on this episode uh, is that I have been juggling a lot in my life recently. So I am planning a wedding. I'm working. I have this lovely podcast with you, Karen. And I think that throughout my professional adult life, I've many times been told that they appreciate the fact that I can handle stress so well. People have commented that they like that I have a calm demeanor, that I stay very level-headed. This is feedback I've received many times. And that's something I heard recently. And I had this moment where I thought to myself, it never feels that way for me. So it's lovely that everyone thinks I'm level-headed <laughs> and that I know how to keep my composure and that I look yeah. like I'm performing well. And I think that's the thing. I perform well under stress, but I'm not handling the stress well. Mm. Mm, so I nice came to said. you, Karen, my resident executive coach <laughs> friend, <laughs> and I said, what do we do about stress? Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. doing this episode. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. And it's funny enough because it is a, a topic that I, I just have been observing. So I have some philosophies on it that I've just, that I create a workshop around it just based on listening and coaching people and all that, and just looking at my own life. So this will be fun just to use some of those resources from the workshop and, things that help me and I hopefully help you and then help the people listening. But I wanted to tell you, I remember at John Fleuvog's shoes and I was opening a store in Quebec city and I woke up in the middle of the night and I didn't feel right. And by 9am I was in the emergency room. And then by 11pm they sent me to emergency surgery where I got a, I had an inflamed twisted intestine and it was borderline near death kind of thing. I had no idea. And I knew then it was stress because of all the circumstances going around in my life. I knew I was like, this is stress. This, this, my body is calling out for help. And I knew there was things in my life I needed to sort out, um, to minimize my stress level. So for me, it was really showed up in my physical, which we're going to get to. So this thing on stress, everybody, it comes in all shapes and sizes and all styles, (laughs) And I love what I love, Brenda, is it's true people that like you who come across super composed and calm, people just assume they're fine and they're doing their best to be fine. But really on the inside, it's it's not so fine. Yeah, I I hope I'm not the only one out there that (laughs) that feels that way. I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that can commiserate with me here. Yeah. Yes. So as you mentioned, Karen, we are going to talk a little bit uh, based off the workshop that you have. And for the audience, there are three main 
ways that you've identified that people will exhibit stress and the different ways that it will show up in people. And so we're going to talk about those three different ways. And our goal in this 30-minute episode, (laughs) (laughs) as always, we want to pack a lot in. So our goal today is going to be to offer you one solution that we think is very actionable and something that you can implement in your life right away to each of these three different kinds of stress that you may feel. So how I've categorized um, just by listening coaching again is there's three different ways we express stress and you might identify with all three and there may be one that's more dominant than the other two. Okay. So I'm going to give you the three and then we'll start with that, Brenda, and then you can, you know, you can let me know which one identifies with. So the one that it's, the first one is I get quiet. The second one is I get busy. And the third one is I get honest. I get quiet. I get busy. I get honest. If you get quiet, there's these silent signals that you give off and a coldness about it. Um, you, you'll remain professional and, and won't show it because it's, you're going to a silent focus state. Uh, you'll keep to yourself. You'll keep to yourself, and you'll definitely steer clear of all drama. So, if you're if you get quiet and stressed, the last thing you want is drama. So you're going to avoid that and kind of stay away from it. You can tell someone when uh, someone who is a I get quiet person. Let's say they're at their their computer, and you knock on their door, and they're just staring at the computer and they're working. They won't look up at you, and you'll go hi. I go yep. And they just keep looking at their computer. And everything about their body language is silent signals, cold signals. And you say, you know, I let's say, you know, I've, I've uh, got the report ready for you. Okay, you can just, just email it to me. And they just keep working. They, they don't show any care, any interest in who you are. If you walk, if they walk by your desk, go, hi, how are you? Good, fine, thanks. And they just keep walking. They're trying to keep it all together. So they think, well, if I can just stay quiet, I can get keep it all together. So that's the first one. With the quiet one, I think what is nice for those around those people is that it is obvious. When I when I see somebody doing that, my brain immediately goes to, oh, they're busy. Oh, they must have a lot on their plate. And so from an outside eye, I can then give them that space. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because they're they're isolating themselves, but it makes it it's very loud in a way. Does oh, that make so sense? loud? Because it's ice cold. Yeah, it's loud. Right. It, so they, I mean, it, it works like a charm. The the thing that with I get quiet is their intention, their positive intention is to not not let the stress get to them and to stay focused. They're just trying to stay focused. And to them, if I can just stay focused, the stress will go away. The negative is it puts a strain on relationships because people don't know how to read silence and coldness. They don't know how to read that kind of gesture. So it does put a strain on relationships. And some people are incredibly intimidated by it because it's, it's mysterious. It's unpredictable. They just don't know what to do with it. So that's the you know, but the positive is they're focused. They're trying to get stuff done. Right. And it, and it does. It really signals to those around them that they they want space. They're trying mm-hmm. to focus in on something. I would say this is probably the one that I identify the least with. Uh, I I think, if anything, I tend to do the opposite where mm-hmm. I'll, I'll want to reach out to people and be like, 
help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the second one is the one I'm definitely very familiar with. <laughs> and it's I get busy and it's this work fast, walk fast, you know, everything is and their positive intention is efficiency. Well, if I can get through the list and get it done as fast as possible, then the stress will go away. See, we're both are trying to make the stress go away. So one goes focused, the other one goes fast. And uh, they're more to the point, not in a rude way, but just, and not in a, the, the next one is the rude one. <laughs> but in this one, they're just to the point. Yes, no, you know, da, 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 you know, and their their emails. I, I wonder, Brenda, if this is you, they have to remember to add the fluff in the email because what they want to do is, so meetings at two o'clock today. Oh man, dear Karen, hope you had a great day. Meetings at one o'clock today, smiley face Brenda. But really what they, what they I get busy, people want to do is just go, is me and at two, yes or no? <laughs> but they're not rude. They just, they just get to just, you know, work. Right. Um, they have their head down and that, that checking off those boxes, man. And, and there's a little bit of a game to, to it where if I can get them done as fast as possible, if I get this done fast, the, the stress will go away. And, and that's not technically true. Right. So I wish the audience could see me because I literally was just shaking my head <laughs> in agreement with you the entire time you were talking to the busy person. I, yeah, yeah. That is one that I definitely can identify with. I've actually had a friend once, this was many years ago, tell me that they had seen me from across the street. And I said, well, how did you know it was me if it was across the street? And they said, because you always are leaning slightly forward when you're walking somewhere. <laughs> because I was always in such a hurry to get somewhere. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. So I, yes. I can identify with the get busy one. Let me ask yes. you this. Sometimes when I'm feeling stressed and if I'm in that place of, you know, I get busy. I'll find myself saying things if people are trying to interrupt me or if they're trying to go to a different part of the project or whatever. I find myself saying things like, I need to focus on this one task first. Like, let me focus on this before we talk about that or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Do you feel like that's also indicative of somebody that's getting busy because it's very, you know, one thing at a time, task, task, task? Good question. Um, I, I I can see writing it down. Like I can say, yeah, yeah, okay, I got to get this thing done and then I'll do that one after, but this has to be done first. But here I wrote down there, boom. Like I could see that. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, totally. Like, uh, okay, like I'll get it done, but I got to get this stuff for the we did because that would be me too. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> but everything—the talking's faster. That's the thing with the with I get busy. The talking gets a little faster too. Everything's speedy. <laughs> yeah, you lean forward when you walk. Yeah, yeah you lean forward. When you walk. <laughs> and what I hope we can do is maybe put a little levity into all this because we're all working through how to balance our lives out and not carry this stress around with us. And it also exposes us, you know, so that we can be more aware of it and do something different, which we'll get to. Um, okay. So the last one is I get honest and I get honest, the filter seems to go away. <laughs> so there's a few things with, I get honest, they're a little more snappy and they're more expressive. So they'll be like, ah, and they'll like, 
put their pen down really, really like everything is going to be in motion. So you're going to, they wear it on their sleeve. They walk in, they got a furrowed brow or they sigh. What the what? Like they, sheesh, like, what do you want? What? I don't you like everything is just like, they're going to express themselves and be really honest without necessarily uh, like the filter that they love to have. Most days is not going to be there as well. There's a, a bit of a, a and they will express everything. I'm so stressed out. Like out of the three of them, they're probably going to live the longest. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is stressing me out. I'm so stressed out. What? Oh, what is going on? When are we getting, when's the weekend? Like, I'm so tired of 12 hour days. Like they will just emote and let everybody know how stressed they are. And so for the quiet ones, like, oh, I can't go there. Don't, don't poke the bear. Like, don't, don't, don't remind me how stressed out I am. So that's why they're like, no, no, shush, 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 shush. I got to keep it together. And, and the busy ones will be well, just, well, you know what, just get off your desk and go get stuff done. Like, like it's just, stop complaining and just go get it done. Okay. Like, it's all. <laughs> uh, so that would be the one I get honest is more the snappy less filter where they wear it on their sleeve on their face and they'll express it freely. <laughs> I can identify with this one too. I yeah. think for me, this is one that only people that are very close to me see, but I, I can, uh, I can commiserate with yeah. that. <laughs> With that iteration of stress. What I think is interesting about the way you've categorized these different types of stress, similar to some of the other things we've talked about in previous episodes, is that you may find that depending on the circumstance or the level of stress, you may experience one or a combination of all of these. So it's mm-hmm. in listening to you yeah. explain the different types, I can I can start to think of different times in my life where I've experienced those different, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. manifestations of stress dependent yeah. on the scenario. And, and thank you for saying that because I also want to say we are talking about stress, not anxiety. So anxiety attacks or function of anxiety is a whole other topic. Um, so this is about those times when you feel overloaded, where you're feeling your bandwidth is thinning out and you're trying to convince yourself that this is okay and normal when it's not, which I'd like to make this comment. My take is stress is a spike. So you're, you're doing, you're living your life and then stress comes in and you spike up now, if you think of a spike, a spike, you can recognize a spike because it then comes down. A spike goes up and then comes down. So when you experience stress, it's a spike. That's it. And then you carry on. The problem that's happening is people are spiking in stress and then plateauing there. And they make that spike the new normal. For those who live by um, train stops and things like that. Maybe you can identify this. Homes that are built by on by railroad tracks that the train sounds its horn. Like the first time you hear, you're like, whoa, and you spike. And if you notice, or if the plane is flying over you, the first time you notice, like you look up like, wow, that's loud. And, but the longer you live there, you don't even, you start to not even notice. You can't even hear it anymore. You stop hearing these sounds. In the urban life, when I lived downtown, sirens, traffic, honking, screaming, yelling. I can sleep with the window open. 
with all these noises going around below me. I, I lived on the 12th floor. And what's happening in our society is we're making stress normal. And stress is not meant to be normal. So I wanted to just throw that out there and just see what you thought about that as well. Oh, yes. I, I really like what you're saying because I do think that, that you know, culturally we have gotten to this place where, as you said, stre- this high level of stress has just become normal. I mean, how many times if you're looking for a new job, do you see in the job description must work well in a high stress situation, must yeah. work well under pressure? Yeah. Or if you're an artist sort of person, there there's still an equal amount of pressure with timelines and things like that. And it's just become this normal thing that there's this precedence that we have that we should just be able to perform with high levels of stress. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I really like what you're saying to remember that stress is not meant to be that way, Mm -hmm. that it's meant to spike and that you're meant to come down from it. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's such an aha moment for me really. Mm -hmm. Cause when you know, going in, um, if you know you're entering a busy season, it, you should know how long that season will last and you prepare yourself and then you, it ends, but we're not doing that anymore. We're not letting a stressful time end. Spike, spike. And so I have a few questions I want to ask you. Okay, so we have I get quiet, I get busy, and I get honest. So here's my questions for you. For, I want to ask you and see what you say. What is healthy about – so you, did you, you identify with I get busy and I get honest. The least was I get quiet. Okay, let's stick yeah. with I get busy. What is healthy about your approach? Why do you believe I get busy is your healthy approach to handling stress? For me personally, I think, which is funny because you earlier said that because things get done faster doesn't mean the stress is going to go away. (laughs) But I do think that in in my head, I think the reason that I feel I get busy works for me is because that means you're going to get to the other side of the stress faster mm-hmm. in my, right. Yeah. That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> yeah. And so you, you want the stress to go away and you're going to move quicker to make sure that stress goes away because what do you ultimately want once the stress is gone? I guess to relax or to not have to think about the thing that was stressing me out. And if you relax and not think about the thing that stresses you out, what happens to you? Uh, I guess then I'm not stressed anymore. My body relaxes. I feel like I have more free time. I can have more brain space for other emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, happiness, joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your your end result, you're trying to get to that end result. Right. And, and what's happy are are we getting there by how we cope with stress? Is that end result happening? So my first question to everyone, including me, is don't lose sight of the end result. I am willing to enter this stressful season for a season because I'm going to go back to that end result. That's not your new norm. It's a spike. Stress is allowed to be a spike. And if we could all together start reinventing that stress is a spike and we, go, and we end the stress to go back to 
to to that calm and that joy and things like that. Of course, there's exceptions to every rule, and we don't have time for those exceptions. So we're just going to do a generalized the the center, the majority. Okay. So here here's my next question for you. I get quiet. I get busy. I get uh, honest. How might your style of stress get misunderstood? So when you're busy, how can people misread you, misunderstand you, get hurt by you, be disappointed? I think with I get busy, similar to the I get quiet people, I think that because you are probably going to become more internally focused when you're getting busy. And so I think it does leave room for people to potentially think that you're upset with them because you're moving so quickly that you don't have the time for them or maybe that you're being too abrupt or with your email example, it could be that all of a sudden people think you're too direct. And so that's, you know, the rapport is lost mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. I mentioned quiet is cold as a coldness and a lack of relationship or interest in relationship. And then with honest, it's drama. It, it's really dramatic and that overwhelms people. Okay. So here's my question before we get into solutions. And then my last question if if I get busy is not the best approach, or I get honest, or I get quiet, what could be a better approach? And this is the question for us to figure out how can we minimize our stress levels? What would be a better approach than these three options? Well, right away, my mind goes to communication and asking for help. That's where my Mm, mind goes first, because I think with all three of them, when I think of get busy, get quiet, get honest, in all of those scenarios, there's this turn towards like whatever is stressing that person out. And you end up isolating yourself a little bit from those around you that could potentially help you. So I think that's where my brain goes to communicate, talk to people about feeling stressed, like name the stress, accept the stress, see yeah. if there's room for people to help you. Like that's yeah. that's where my brain goes right away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so with that, so when you say communicate, what I like about that is you want to communicate your limitations. You want to communicate realistic, what you realistically can do and and not overextend yourself. You want to communicate a timeline, a a beginning and an end. Um, And you want to communicate how it's affecting you. You want to see, so you're right. Like if, if you, what we're doing here is if these three things are happening to you, the chances of you being stressed might be really happening. So now that we've kind of raised awareness of these three, I, I get quiet, I get busy, I get honest. If you're listening going, oh, wow, that's me, then you it's time to communicate. You need to communicate to somebody, your friends, and go, okay, right? There, it's supposed to be a spike. It is not your new norm. And if you maintain that stress level, it is not good for your body. It's not good for your body. Trust me on this one because I, <laughs> I, I can firsthand tell you it really had a negative impact on my body. Um, And on that, if I stay on body, another solution is sleep. And what happened to me was um, after after that emergency surgery happened, and that kind of shakes you up a bit, then I I started really examining my sleep. 
And it didn't, it wasn't for another five years when I really took it seriously. Cause then I started studying on stress and, and they say the number one solution over and over again to diffusing stress is sleep, sleep. And we don't do siestas. We don't, we don't rest. I know there's some companies they'll have these little rooms that are very like contemplative rooms. And I, I, I know WD-40 is a company I, I get to partner with and they have these very calming, reflective, uh, meditative rooms that their employees can go in and just close out from the rest of the world. So there's things like that, but that rest and sleep is the number one solution to stress. So you think about it, if I'm busy, then you're not resting. If I'm quiet in a cold, silent, offish way, that then you're holding everything inside you tight. If I'm emoting and drama, then you're not at rest because you're you're expressing yourself. That's so good. What I'm liking about the solutions that you're providing so far, Karen, you know, we have been focusing a little bit more on examples that are work-based or project-based, but there's so many other ways that stress can get manifested. When I did a quick Google search of, you know, top stressful situations in life, (laughs) things like moving, an increase in financial obligations, a a death in a family, a job loss. But these solutions are still going to be applicable in those stressful situations. Like rest, that's still something that you can do no matter what the source of the stress is. That's still something Mm -hmm. you can do to combat Mm -hmm. your stress. Communication Mm -hmm. and reaching out to others around you, like that, Mm -hmm. that's a universal solution to stress. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that we can see how these methods can be applied regardless of where the stress stemmed from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's for me, like, uh, because I have so much energy and I have nervous energy as well. So I have a lot of energy. (laughs) So it, it, it just, that's why I get busy when I'm stressed. But boy, is it nice when I shut everything down. I don't have any noise around me, no music, no sounds, phone turns off. And I just enjoy the silence of where I am. It's really nice because finding rest and sleep and peace calms you. And then once your body is calm, like all other types of emotions as well, once your body is calm, you get clear thoughts. And once you have clear thoughts, you get clear words, concise words, and then you can express yourself clearly. When you're in a high-performing environment, it's fine that you're in a, it's like the train tracks. It's fine that you're in a high-performing environment. What I'm saying is being in a high-performing environment, stressed, feeling high levels of stress, a spike in stress, remember to that you're you're not supposed to be in a high-performing environment and feeling the stress for weeks and weeks and weeks. When do you rest? When do you calm your body down? So when do you stop? When do you breathe? When do you sleep? When do you, or do you just go, go, go one thing after another? When do you just lay down? And if it's 10 minutes, do you like 10 minutes is powerful. We're not asking you to take a three week vacation every three days because you're stressed. <laughs> oh, but we're just saying, recognize that you might be stressed out and remember to, you can reduce your stress by, uh, by maybe not having those four things, sleeping, calming. These are things that can help you in your path to, to keep you aligned. So you don't, you don't get off balanced. 
Because it'd so be good. unrealistic for us to say, nope, nobody should have stressful jobs. I mean, what about surgeons? What about ER? What about, like, no, that's not realistic. We are definitely not, that's not our message. Our message is if you do one of these three things, you're stressed out. And now we got to, what can you do to resolve that stress, to minimize that stress? And that's our, our goal. But that reminder again, that when you do get home from work, take the time to decompress. Yeah. You know, and make sure that you aren't staying in that high stress. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, really, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me in this episode is this idea that stress should spike mm-hmm. and then it should come back down. And we aren't me- meant to stay at a high level of stress. No. To close out, I would say talk to your friends about practical solutions that are in your control. Like, Karen, I can't quit my job. Right, we know that. But what are some practical solutions that are in your control? Um, some some stress reducers are exercise, hobbies, learning communication skills, journaling, uh, engaging in social activities, deep breathing, drinking water. Can you believe it? Drinking water, having healthy boundaries, and, and having a time limit on your stress. So those are practical reducers of stress that can really help you. Those are some nice ways that I think are very easy to remember and to tackle that we can, you know, utilize and start adding into our life so that we can find those moments where we can de-stress and come down from that spike a bit. So if you do find that you are in a place where you're being busy, being quiet, or being too honest, perhaps, (laughs) (laughs) then that's a good sign to you. As you were saying earlier, Karen, that's a good sign to recognize, okay, I'm at the spike. See if you can identify when you will potentially be away from the spike, depending on what the source of the stress is. If the source of the stress is a project or you have a deadline, then you know that there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And find that time and that space for yourself to start practicing some of these other things. As you said, drink more water. These are things I think for the most part we know, but we need those reminders. Mm-hmm. We do. So there we go. 30 minutes. No big deal. We made it. We solved 30 it. Minutes. Solved the world's problems. <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> no one will ever have any stress no, ever no, again. No, no, none. It's gone. Poof, gone. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we appreciate you listening to us here on Do That Well. If you haven't, please take a moment to follow us on Instagram. It is at Do That Well. And if you have the time, we always love a review as well. Yes, we do. (laughs) We hope to have you all join us again next week on Do That Well.